You're listening to Give Me the Bible with Len. Today's topic is entitled Christus Messi. Hello my radio friends, welcome to the program. I hope you've been following the Give Me the Bible series and finding what you hear helpful. The title of today's program is from the Greek, Christos, meaning Messiah and the Anointed One, and Messi, meaning Mass. In English, the term is Christmas. You may not be hearing today's program at Christmas, but that doesn't matter too much. The term Christmas never came into common usage until after 1038 AD. It's about a millennium, a thousand years ago. The early Christians never celebrated Christmas. Of course, you might have seen the word written as Xmas. Although I have long held the opinion that this shortened form of writing the word Christmas takes Christ out of the picture, there is an acceptable explanation. In Greek, Christ is written starting with an X. The X is pronounced as kr. In the early Christian church, if the early Christian church did not celebrate Christmas, when was it first celebrated? Well, it was probably December 25, AD 336. The Bible records the event surrounding Jesus' birth, but does not give any date. Therefore, how come it's taught that Jesus was born on December 25? This is interesting, because in part it explains the gradual corruption of the pure gospel that was being taught in the church after the first century, following the ascension of Jesus. Christianity was a religious movement that grew rapidly in the first century AD. Many pagans and idol worshippers were converted to Christianity, but the majority of people alive at that time remained pagan. Those who never accepted Christianity were given the name pagans to differentiate them from the Christians. Many of these pagans worshipped idols and other objects, including the sun, moon and planets. December 25 was a pagan festival day because it marked the change from winter back towards summer. In the Northern Hemisphere, the winter solstice is December 21. That's their shortest day of the year, while in the Southern Hemisphere, December 21 is the longest day. By December 25, the Northern Hemisphere days begin to lengthen, and to mark the occasion, celebrations were had. Here is part of an article presented in CBS News, December 25, 2018. The report was, in ancient Rome, there was a feast called Saturnalia that celebrated the solstice. What is the solstice? It's the day that the sun starts coming back. The days start getting longer. 
And most of the traditions that we have that relate to Christmas relate to the solstice, which was celebrated in ancient Rome on December 25. So when Christianity became the official religion, in a sense, in Rome, they were able to fix this date. There is a little discrepancy about it, but there's no question that the fact that it was celebrated in Rome as an important day with gift-giving, candle-lighting and singing and decorating houses really cemented Christmas as December 25. This pagan festival eventually made its way into the church and was given a Christian application, hence Christ Mass. Gift-giving, trees, baubles and other decorations all had pagan origins. And Christmas was an adaption of those pagan festivals according to the various cultures of the time. Santa Claus is a further adaption of a practice where some European cultures had a special day prior to Christmas known as St Nicholas Day. St Nicholas Day, also called the Feast of St Nicholas, is observed on 6th of December or on 5th of December in Western Christian countries and on 19 December in Eastern Christian countries using the old church calendar. It is the feast day of Nicholas of Myra, with particular regard to his reputation as a bringer of gifts. In the European countries of Germany and Poland, boys have traditionally dressed as bishops and begged alms for the poor. In Ukraine and Poland, children wait for St Nicholas to come and to put a present under their pillows provided that the children were good during the year. Children who behave badly may expect to find a twig or a piece of coal under their pillows. In the Netherlands, Dutch children put, a, put out a clog filled with hay and a carrot for St Nicholas's horse. On St Nicholas Day, gifts are tagged with personal humorous rhymes written by the sender. In the United States, one custom associated with St Nicholas Day is children leaving their shoes in the foyer on St Nicholas Eve in the hope that St Nicholas will place some coins inside. The American Santa Claus, as well as the British Father Christmas, derive from St Nicholas. Santa Claus is itself derived in part from the Dutch Sinterklaas, the saint's name in that language. However, the gift-giving associated with these descendant figures is associated with Christmas Day rather than St Nicholas Day itself. OK, with all that information already given, are you aware of Christmas being banned anywhere? Well, there are certain countries that do not tolerate Christians and, of course, don't tolerate Christmas. Christmas is banned and illegal in some parts of the world. Having Christmas, 
has become an actual crime in certain countries, particularly in places where Christian traditions and festivities have not had the advantage of long history and or lasting Western imperialism to firmly take root. Celebrating Christmas, one of the biggest symbols of Christianity, is viewed by many traditional Asians as an attempt to expand the West's influence. Yes, the day has long left its religious roots, for the enticing shores of capitalism, commerce and materialism. But that only irritates Asian traditionalists even more. The blurry line between the celebration's religious roots and Western materialism is near inexistent for them and is seen as incompatible with Asian culture. Now, these are some countries where Christmas has already become an actual crime. In Brunei, anyone celebrating Christmas can face up to five years in prison. The ban was introduced in 2014 over fears that celebrating it excessively and openly could lead its Muslim population astray. The punishment for celebrating Christmas is a fine of 20,000 Australian dollars or up to five years in prison or both. Christians who wish, wish to celebrate Christmas must do so in private and have to first alert the authorities. Officials from the nation's Ministry of Religious Affairs have also reportedly visited local businesses to ensure that they are not displaying Christmas decorations, including Santa hats and banners with Christmas greetings. All right, a second one. Saudi Arabia is also famously anti-Christmas. Its government reiterating its stand against Christmas celebrations after it came to light in 2015, the government hospitals allowed their non-Muslim employees to celebrate Christmas within their compounds. Muslims are not allowed to greet non-Muslims on their religious occasions like Christmas. Of course, this is possibly nowhere near as terrifying as the situation in North Korea which has outlawed the celebrating of Christmas entirely. Any Christians in the country wishing to celebrate the day have to do so in complete secrecy or face unspecified action from Kim Jong-un's government. Less overt, but equally dictatorial about the distaste for the Yuletide Festival is the People's Republic of China. In what seems to be part of President Xi Jinping's efforts to sinicise Chinese nationals and society at large, at least four Chinese cities and one county have ordered Christmas decorations banned. Hengyang, a city in Hunan province, said in a notice posted on an official government social media account 
that anyone caught holding Christmas sales or celebrations that blocked the streets would be punished. Chinese Communist Party members, the notice said, should avoid foreign festivals and instead be models of adherence to Chinese traditional culture. That said, even though this seems like another nailed thesis in the door for the ideological East versus West battle, the general Chinese populace continues to celebrate Christmas happily. Well, there are others as well, including Albania. In Australia, fortunately, no bans have been placed on celebrating Christmas. That being said, the Muslim community does not celebrate Christmas, although Muslims believe in the existence of Jesus Christ. Now, I have an English translation of the Quran, and on page 405 is one of several statements about Jesus. It says, And remember when Jesus the son of Mary said, O children of Israel, of a truth I am God's apostle for you to confirm the law that was given before me and to announce an apostle that shall come whose name shall be Ahmed. So who's Ahmed? Well, according to some Muslims, Ahmed is another name given for Muhammad. It's interesting that not a single mention of a coming prophet, Ahmed, is given in the Bible where the statements of Jesus have been recorded. Secondly, the Quran claims that Jesus mentioned of himself that he was an apostle who would proclaim the coming of Ahmed. But again, no such claim is recorded in the Bible. What Jesus claimed was that he was the Son of God, as well as the Son of Man, meaning he was both God and man. We're going to have a little break and go on straight afterwards. Do 
is quite a difference between what the Quran says about Jesus and what the Bible says. And generally, Muslims are well-behaved, good-living people. But of course, they're not all like that. Extremists believe that it's their duty to progress and protect their beliefs by any method, legal or illegal. Christianity is a religion of love, respect and peace. But any Christians who are the target of Muslim extremists might be torn or blown to pieces. But did you know that Christmas has had its opponents in the Christian community? It may seem like Christmas has always been celebrated in the United States, but that's not the case. In fact, the joyous religious holiday was actually banned in America for several decades by Christians themselves. The original war on Christmas was waged during the 16th and 17th century by Puritans or Protestant Christians who believed that people needed strict rules to be religious and that kind of merrymaking like Christmas was sinful. All Christmas activities, including dancing, seasonal plays, games, singing, carols, cheerful celebration, and especially drinking, were banned by the Puritan-dominated Parliament of England in 1644, with the Puritans of New England following suit. Christmas was outlawed in Boston, and the Plymouth Colony made celebrating Christmas a criminal offence. Christmas trees and decorations were considered to be unholy pagan rituals, and the Puritans also banned traditional Christmas foods such as mince pies and pudding. Puritan laws required that stores and businesses remain open all day on Christmas, and town criers walked through the streets on Christmas Eve calling out, No Christmas! No Christmas! In England, the ban on the holiday was lifted in 1660 when Charles II took over the throne. However, the Puritan presence remained in New England, that's in America, and Christmas did not become a legal holiday there until 1856. Even then, some schools continued to hold classes on December 25 up until 1870. The season of joy and goodwill has not always been so. In our times, in this increasingly secular society, the real reason for celebrating Christmas is being squeezed out. Commercialism and feasting have replaced any religious reasons for the national holiday. Here in Australia, political correctness has robbed many of their once-held liberties. An Australian example is when the chain store Big W faced a backlash after one of their products, a tree, was branded a holiday tree rather than the more traditional Christmas tree. The controversy went viral and was written up in major media outlets and widely shared, motivating some customers to post their disappointment 
on Big W's social page. Interesting, it was that Big W hadn't removed Christmas from all their products. The interest in the topic of political correctness around Christmas is still somewhat controversial. However, it's quite obvious that commercialism has taken over the celebration of goodwill and family time and the religious celebration of the birth of Jesus. Both have become usurped by the imperative of businesses to make money. With the background to Christmas I've shared with you today, you might be wondering whether you should celebrate Christmas or not. Here is my opinion. Recognising that Christmas had its origins in paganism and recognising that December 25 is unlikely to be the actual date of Christ's birth, there is still merit in celebrating Christmas. However, I believe it should be celebrated with thought and reverence rather than in indulgence and excess. It's good to have a time when families can be together, to bond and enjoy each other's company. Christmas is a time where memories can be made and photographs be taken that will later form a record in family histories. I believe that it is appropriate to have a time to look forward to throughout the year. I believe it's good to be happy and joyful and put aside the cares of life for just a little while. But it is also a time of sharing, sharing goodwill to the less fortunate, the lonely people and those who have little joy in their lives. Christmas also provides opportunity to witness about the goodness of God where Jesus unselfishly and in love was prepared to set aside the glory he had in heaven and come to this earth to be born as a human and walk in our shoes to demonstrate God's love and goodwill to the fallen human race. Furthermore, in order to take the death sentence of sinful mankind, he, as our substitute, gave his own perfect life and death that we might, if we so choose, have eternal life. Yes, Christmas is about celebrating, but the most appropriate celebrations should be in gratitude to our awesome God.